Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick-or-treat bag every week. And we're here for our Thanksgiving episode. Our Thanksgiving leftovers episode. Because we're late. Yeah. We have yeah. to take days off too. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, we took we took that holiday off to celebrate. Eating. Celebrate uh to uh <laughs> celebrate what we're thankful for, which is not getting genocide. So yeah. <laughs> uh but I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And today we are taking a trip to the 70s again <laughs> to talk about Blood Feast. Blood Freak. Fuck, that's right. We are talking about Blood Feast. We're talking about Blood Freak. We should talk about Blood Feast because it's more. Hey, you, had the, uh, you said you like Blood Freak, so I went with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a reason why we chose Blood Freaks over Wizard of Gore. We actually had a poll originally. Uh, it was Wizard of Gore versus Blood Freak because. Um, you chose something that's bloody. I'm like, I want you something bloody. And Wizard Gore is directed by Herschel Gordon Lewis, who directed Blood Feast. But uh, even though one of the polls, once I kind of looked at what Blood Freak was about, we decided to do it instead because it kind of is a Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving film. It is. And uh, yeah, it is. It is a movie. That's all I can say about it. But it's the best kind of schlock. Interesting, silly schlock. Yeah, it's a schlock that I, I don't think it's boring. I think it's <laughs> very interesting, entertaining. Because it's just one of those films that's just like, holy shit, two humans wrote this. Two, not one person, two people wrote this. <laughs> yep, two people. But one of the directors also wrote the script and the music. And his name was Dan something. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, in the credits, he goes by a different name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you told Which me we'll that. get to. Yeah. He does not have his actual name on the credits. At least the version I watched. But no, we'll get to that. Either. What's that? Mine didn't either. Yeah. yeah. We'll also be talking about video game today. We'll be talking about uh, folktale today. Uh, we're going to be having some leftovers, so strap in, because your turkeys aren't the only thing that got stuffed this season. <laughs> so are your ears. I think I probably used that same joke last year. For you, may <laughs> you may have. Or variation of it. It's been a good day. I got my Joe Bob Briggs uh, Cracker Barrel oh, mug nice. that I got from the Patreon. That's cool. Yeah, have a nice cup of Joe. <laughs> have a cup of Joe. I need to join that Patreon. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good one. Uh, they have the Discord there where you can live watch things with Joe and Darcy that aren't during the drive-in season. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I guess I just got some free promotion. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, JB. <laughs> but before everything, did you watch anything good? Yeah, we we have a, we have an. Uh, Recorded in about a week and a half or about a week. About so, a week. So yeah, we're almost on schedule. Yeah, so we uh, we haven't really had a chance to talk about if you've seen anything interesting or whatever. So yeah, 
Well, I took your advice and I watched Weird and I fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, you watched Weird? Yeah. I watched Weird. I totally loved that. I totally felt like that movie was slightly catered to me and my <laughs> Yeah, you've always we want you to play with Queen at Live Aid. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing that sells is just the pause beforehand, where it's just like the music swells, yeah. and you see the look on his face, and she's like, hard pass. <laughs> I, I knew you would love that. I mean, you've always been a massive Weird Al fan. Oh, yeah, I love Weird Al. Um, I, like, I love Weird Al as well. I think you're the bigger fan of the two of us, though. Uh, like I said, whenever I, mean, I brought it up. My favorite Christmas song is The Night Santa Went Crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. Um, like I said last episode, or not last episode, maybe the episode before that. No, I think I brought up last episode, even though I saw a little before that, because I forgot to talk about it when I first saw it. I, I think it's really funny. I think the joke starts dying the back half of it. I don't think the back half is as funny. I'll keep it. I don't think it keeps up. Dude, I think that ending was the funniest fucking part of the movie. The ending is great. We won't, we won't spoil what the ending is. The ending is good. I think that Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna is awesome. Yeah, no, I fucking died at the ending of that movie. Uh, And I also went and watched smiled or smile. Oh yeah. I still haven't watched it. How'd you like it? It's good. Um, it's definitely it's not like I think it's been hyped up a little bit because it, it it at first it like makes itself out like it's going to be this very like wild crazy ending. And there is some really wild crazy parts in the movie, but the ending is kind of like I kind of saw that coming. <laughs> is uh, is the movie as scurry as everybody's saying? Is because how how critics have been describing it, it just feels like it's jam packed full of jump scares, which I think would just annoy me more than anything. I didn't notice that many jump scares. But really? Then again, then again, you know, uh, uh, my mind, like when I'm watching a movie at home and there's a jump scare, sometimes I don't even fucking register it. I'm just like, right. Because everybody talks about like jump scares that happen, and I haven't seen it, mind you. Um, but they talk about the jump scares in the film are very creative. Some of the jump scares, apparently, there's, there's only, one part there's with like three a, or four I remember like really well. The, the one critic mentioned one with the sound bar that was very effective. Yeah, that one was good, and I mean the uh, the acting's great, like very good acting. Well, that is uh, Sosie Bacon is the lead actress, and that is Kevin Bacon's daughter. Yeah, that's what I was reading. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it is. Uh, I, I would definitely give it like a seven or eight out of ten. Like, cool. I wouldn't say I. I don't think it's as like. I wouldn't put it on the level of like X or anything like that. But uh, well, I mean, one of those things where um, I'm very happy about a success and also listen to interviews with the director um, who seems like an amazing guy. You know, this is debut feature film and uh, he's been doing like short for a long time and stuff. And this is actually based on a short that he put out before. It's not really a direct adaptation of that short, but they have like similar tissue. If you watch the short and then watch um, smile right after, um, Parker Finn, who's the director, he made a short called Laura Hasn't Slept. And that's what got him the money and the funding to do this movie. It got picked up because people were so impressed. Apparently, tonally, 
Um, and atmospherically, it's very similar to Smile. But yeah, so I still haven't watched it yet. Um, yeah, I, I yeah you definitely it. need to give it a watch. Like, uh, it is yeah. worth a watch. Like, it is, uh, you know, and that was one of the reasons I was like, you know, for a, a person's first, like, debut, like, that's a that's a solid entry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me see. That was actually going to segue into a little bit of news that happened. A, a few thing, a couple things happened uh, news-wise in the horror community that I think are pretty big. Um, and both kind of connected to that. So I'm going to take, if you've seen anything else, hold on to it. Because <laughs> I've seen a couple of things I want to talk about as well. But I think it's just a good segue to this is um, because of the success of Smile, it, you know that thing became a buck, box buck, box office juggernaut for I don't know, man, like almost a month, if not a month. It was yeah, like it was the top of the box office there for an independent horror movie. That's pretty impressive, or or you know, not a flagship like oh, it's a new Marvel movie or you know, a Disney film. It's like an original IP that is a horror film making that much money is really impressive. And just like terrifier two got its popularity from a lot of word of mouth where people are like this movie's so scary and everything. and just kept on playing because it was such a crowd pleaser. Uh, Paramount is saying that they are now focusing more on horror. They're going to start trying to fund more horror at least um, because okay. of the smile Paramount's like, Oh wow, we can make a lot of money off of these. And maybe we should try looking into funding bigger horror projects and stuff. So that's fun. But the other thing that's very similar is, did you hear about Jason Blum and James Wan? I did not. <laughs> they're getting married. Oh, great. I'm kidding. They're not getting married. <laughs> no. uh, Jason Blum, of course, the head honcho of Blumhouse and James Wan, who, you know, is the director of the conjuring films and saw and, um, <laughs> my blaze's favorite movie of last year malignant <laughs> and, <laughs> and dead silence anyways he has a production company uh called atomic monster and it looks like blumhouse and atomic monster are looking like they may merge wow so those that are two big news those are the two probably arguably the two biggest names Studio-wise and horror right now, and they're talking about a merger to become a horror powerhouse. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. It's uh, it's still in the works. There's no confirmation that's happened. Dill hasn't went through, but yeah, it's it's something that is. It went all over like it's actually a thing that's looks like it may happen. But I think it's definitely an interesting thing. I mean, why not? <laughs> I know, and you know, it's it's cool to see, uh, like how successful these more like unIP'd movies are, like Barbarian right. and yeah. X, and you mm -hmm. know. So it's been really uh, refreshing to see that, and I look forward to more of it. And it would be interesting, and again, not saying I'm like, fuck me, I cannot stop yawning. Um, <laughs> Although I'm not like the biggest uh, James Wan fan, you know. Uh, but you love Malignant. No. I do like you, Dead Silence, though. 
I love Malignant. <laughs> it's so I know dumb. you do. I know you love it. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> the last 30 minutes of that movie fucking rip. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was... I I I think it's it'll be interesting to see what they do because I know Jason Blum really does have a pretty good eye uh, for getting uh, you know these talented directors that don't have too much behind them. Well, yeah, I don't know how good his eye is. I just think he has a great business model. I think we talked about this in previous episodes, but I just think the idea of hey, I'm going to fund because a majority of the films that he puts out are Blumhouse have under a $10 million budget normally mm. between two and 7 million. And those movies normally, you know, even if it's by somebody you never heard before, and it's a complete crap, like jump scared teen, uh, like teens will really enjoy it kind of film. Um, that's fine because those teens are going to go see it. And that's where it's going to make 20 or $30 million, which is a huge return on something. Yeah. Made under 10 million. So, and then he takes that money and he funds things like, oh, we're going to put out, you know, three Halloween films or we're going to give Jordan Pill money for his new film or, you know, doing these bigger things that people recognize more. Yeah. Um, and also because of that, it's kind of ushering in a, a younger crowd, even though we may not like, you know, some of these shit films that Blumhouse kind of puts out sometimes. Um, that is introducing high school students to horror a new generation to horror and stuff like that that may get them to go want to uh research older horror films and turn into a fan base that brings money in and and horror like i think it's something with this year that people i think that people have started noticing is that horror is still super marketable and oh yeah you can still make a lot of money at the box office of horror it's one of the only things that can compete i think with the big ip things other than a known property, whether it's a comic book movie, Star Wars, or a sequel of some sort, um, it seems like horror is the one thing that has successfully brought money in. And I think that studios are like, oh, shit, well, maybe we should start making well, more sure horror. Well, it ain't the comedies they've been coming out with lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of um, weird. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is, uh, yeah, weird went for, it got released for free on Roku. I know. Yeah, it sucks. They shouldn't have. They <laughs> no. That's another problem I had because it does feel like just a really big funny or die skit. <laughs> it's still feeling like its own thing. Huh. What? Getting a call from Ontario. No. Is that your fam? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, come on the show blaze's family he hasn't seen since he was 12 yeah hey cousin derek i remember (laughs) you liked marijuana (laughs) yeah i like it now too that i'm older (laughs) this year i've been trying to because I, i realize now that we're getting close to the end of the year i'm like oh well i need to start working on my top 10 films of this year and i usually don't put big genre films into it. And since we saw the podcast, I don't put horror films in my top 10 favorite movies of the year because we already talk about horror films. So like choosing 10 movies that are not horror. And I realized that most of the movies, new movies I've seen have been genre films or in horror. So I've been kind of going and watching, re- like going back, watching things that came out earlier this year that I 
didn't have a chance to see in theaters and a couple of new, newer things as well. And, uh, I once saw Banshees of Ina Sharon. Oh yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, it's a new movie from Martin McDonough. It reunites him with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. They worked together on Martin McDonough's first film, In Bruges, which is also an awesome film. It seems that every time Martin McDonough puts on a movie, it's always my favorite movie of the year or near the top. Because he also did three billboards outside of Missouri, and that was my favorite movie of that year. He did Seven Psychopaths, which I really love. And he did uh, In Bruges, like I said, which I really love. And this is a new film, and uh, it may be my favorite movie of the year. And it's about two men that live on the island of Inisharan, which is a small Irish island. And it's in the 1920s during the Irish Civil War, one of the many civil wars they've had <laughs> over the years. And it's just a quiet little island where everybody knows everybody. Not many people live on it. And Colin Farrell and uh, Brennan Gleeson are best friends. And one day, Brennan Gleeson's just like, I, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> and Colin Farrell's like, what? He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking, I just don't like you anymore. I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone. And Colin Farrell is kind of a plucky, slightly dumb guy, but he's very friendly and very upbeat. And Brennan Gleeson, of course, is older, and he's a musician, and he's very quiet and stoic. And they always just go to the pub together. Now he just doesn't want to be around him anymore. And you kind of find out as the movie progresses progresses why. But also it gets to a point where Brent Gleason gives him um, a pretty extreme ultimatum <laughs> to get him to stop talking to him, which I won't spoil. And it kind of goes from there. Um, it is a very dark film. It is a dark comedy. It's how I like my comedy, which is like I like my coffee and like I like my men. Okay, and that is black, strong, and bitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, no, it's it's. I like my comedy dark. I like I like a dark comedy. It is um, super dark, but the humor is very good. Um, but yeah, the the movie is a bummer <laughs> in the best in the best possible way, and I love it. I'll talk more about it in our year wrap up. But yeah, Banshees of Venus Sharon was great. Um, did you watch anything else? Um, I feel, you know, I feel like I watch them every week, but I really no. I think Smile and Weird were the only two that I really had a chance to. Did you watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? No, no. This came out on the day after Thanksgiving. Dude, I just can't stomach it anymore. I can't do it. Oh, it's really fun. It's it's only it fifty just, minutes. It, it just pisses me off. Guardians of the Galaxy does? No, all of it. All of it pisses me off. But. Such a fucking Scrooge. I am. <laughs> Such a fucking gatekeeper. Kind of. I mean, I, I have superhero fatigue like a motherfucker, but so I enjoy it. Like, if it comes on Disney+, Plus, I'll put it on. And It's one of those things where James Gunn directed it. It feels like if James Gunn made a remake of the Star Wars Christmas special, but made it good. <laughs> okay. If that makes that sense. Interesting. Where it's like, you know, it's only 50 minutes and I was going to reference. Well, I guess I, I guess I can spoil this because it happens pretty early on in the special. I was going to connect it into smile. This was the other segue. I was going to go one way or the other way whenever I was going to make the segue with smile. But uh, Peter Quill, since he's grown up in space, he hasn't been around Christmas. 
since he's been, you know, it's because he got kidnapped from Earth as a little kid. And so Mantis and Drax decide to do something nice for him for Christmas. So they're going to go to Earth, come to Earth and kidnap one of uh, Peter's heroes. One of his one of his heroes, the 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 mighty hero of Earth, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's <laughs> actually in it, <laughs> playing himself. So they go and kidnap Kevin Bacon, and it's a pretty, it's a really fun little fifty-minute, you know, holiday special with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I thought it was really good. I think that the it's got an awesome beginning Christmas song, and the opening credits because it has. Uh, Fairy Tale New York by the Pogues, but then there's a song about Christmas in the opening credits uh, that is a brand new song that's one of the best Christmas songs ever. <laughs> it's so funny, um, but yeah, I, I say I say it's worth a check. Check it out just for the beginning of the holiday season. I still need to watch Andor. Uh, Andor ended uh, awesome. The last episode was great. Um, I haven't watched the last episode of Chucky yet, but that's out as well. I hear it's a Christmas episode, but that whole season's been great. I watched the first episode of Wednesday. Uh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm just not the demographic, I don't think. I, I, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's no, just, I think it's for a more, you know, definitely younger audience. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. And I think I think they did a great adaptation. They did an amazing adaptation of Monster High. As an Adams Family, I don't know, but <laughs> Monster High, they killed it. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. I'm only, I only watched the first episode. I didn't watch anything past that. It's not bad. It's fine. Um, I just not. I don't feel any drive to really like Continue. finish it quickly. Yeah. Um, I think the only other piece of news is going to bring up <laughs> was. Um, they're making a biopic about one of your heroes. Tom Atkins? No. Gigi. Again? Like, how many <laughs> biopics can this guy get? Oh, wait. Like, somebody's acting as him? Yeah, they're making a biopic, not documentary. Oh. They're making a Gigi Allen biopic. But <laughs> the director is Jonas Ackerland. You know who that is? No. He directed Lords of Chaos. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets to ruin two things for you. He gets to I ruin. know. I know, man. <laughs> he gets to ruin mayhem for you and Gigi Allen. So he took a shit on black metal for you, and I was going to take a shit on rot punk. <laughs> Oh man, there, there's nothing sacred for you it anymore when it not. comes to this guy. <laughs> you, but you never watched Lords of Chaos, did you? I watched part of it and I got bored. I didn't think it was terrible. Um, people get mad because they're like, "This not like what. This not like what happened." It's very disrespectful to the band, and I'm just like, "No biopic is like what happened. <laughs> All biopics." Okay, number one, <laughs> it's like. I don't really see how you could show respect to band by like murdering somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah, or, I mean, or Varg Vicarnas, period. Or, yeah, or Varg at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, would you want it as accurate as his bad spin off white power D&D books? Like, what do you want? Nobody, like, nobody wants that. 
No, nobody wants that. Like nobody wants fucking Varg for Carnas. We all just want him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Who 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 doesn't? <laughs> so yeah, they're making a Gigi Allen film. I know that you're super excited about it now. Um <laughs> let me see. Uh, there was one other movie I forgot to bring up a couple weeks back. I'll go through real quick. Did you watch like, one? How are they gonna pull that off? Like like there's uh, gonna be a lot of little dong in that. Yeah. There's gotta be Over a there. lot of little dong in that movie. We're saying we're saying bring bring dicks back into horror. We are, but I I'm saying like you can't go and get somebody who's well endowed. <laughs> like, of we've all not. seen Gigi Allen's dick. Well, what if it's a guy with a huge schlong, right? And then they I'll put up. Pissed! I'll and be then, like, get that big dick animal out of here. <laughs> Gigi had a funny little mushroom boy. <laughs> what if they get somebody with a huge schlonger, right? And then they get him to put on a, a tiny prosthetic dick. But since his dick is so huge, it's a little prosthetic dick that's just on the tip of his cock. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, how are they going to show the stuff that Gigi Allen did and not be like, yeah, this will get like an NC-17 rating? <laughs> I mean, it's going to well, make it NC-17 rating. I mean, look... They put out an NC-17 rated movie about Marilyn Monroe that's basically torture porn. Have you watched that movie? No. Oh, it is upsetting. It is an upsetting movie. What is it called? Blonde. No, that's how I... You put it on Netflix. No, I don't, I don't mean literal, like, torture porn. Well, I mean, it is literal torture porn, but I don't mean, like, horror torture porn. But it's, it's the biopic about Marilyn Monroe that came out on Netflix. It's called Blonde. And it, and it has uh, and, in it? <laughs> huh? so Anna Moss plays her, uh, and it's basically just focusing on all the negative things that happened in Marilyn Monroe's life. How all these men like used her and abused her. I mean, physically, sexually, mentally, and it's the movie's three hours long, <laughs> and it got an NC seventeen rating. I mean, it's bold. Um, positives I can take away from that movie: Nick Cave did the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is it well done? Before? Like, huh? Is it well done? Like, it, it, I mean, it's well made, uh, but it's it's a hard thing to watch. Mm. I mean, if you're Netflix, curious, it's on Netflix. It. it was it was a direct to Netflix release, so you can put it on. You can tell me what you think, but it's uh, it, it's upsetting. Uh, yeah, that sounds depressing. But I don't know if I need that <laughs> in my life. Yeah, it is. It's just like, why would you make this? Um, but on Netflix, uh, did you watch Wendell and Wild? No, I I looked at it and I saw the commercials during the Halloween season, and Paige was really wanting to. And uh, we have not yet, though. It's a uh, uh, Key and uh, Key and Peele, right? Uh, yeah. So it stars Key and Peele. It's written by Jordan Peele, but it's directed and co-written by Henry Selick. Who directed Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline? Um, Makes sense. And and James and the Giant Peach. So it definitely has what an underrated Mo- movie. <laughs> James James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's stop motion claymation film. Uh, it looks cool. I don't. It, it, <laughs> It does have the problem that I brought up before, and I'll say again, it does have the Jordan Peele problem about 
Not, he always has a Maximus approach of throw everything at the wall and hope some of it sticks. Like since Get Out, like Get Out was so focused, but we've talked that everything after that sometimes feels like he makes a movie like it's the last chance he'll ever have to make a movie again. <laughs> and same thing with the scripts. And like we've said, sometimes it feels like that comes from a sketch comedy background where it just comes with like, hey, you have a thousand ideas. Like, fuck editing. Let's just throw it all out there and see what happens. And it has that. It's a good movie. It's, it's, I don't think it's great. But it's a cute little Halloween time film starring Key and Pill as um, they are two demons that are uh, Wendell and Wild. They are the, the titular Wendell and Wild. And they are um, the sons of, I don't think it's the devil, but it may be just like a type of big demon that has a carnival that's strapped to his stomach <laughs> where souls get tortured on. Like, like people that go to hell get tortured in this carnival. Okay. And Wendell Wild are being punished for doing something. I forgot what it is. So they have to go <laughs> along their father's head with um, this hair cream so he can grow hair. <laughs> and and their dad is voiced by Ving Rhames. Well, okay. Up on Earth, um, our main character is this girl that goes to an orphanage after her parents die. She's been in and out of different orphanages and halfway houses and homes and stuff like that because she's troubled. Um, she's punk rock, goth kind of girl. And... Um, they basically say, hey, we went a while to figure out they can use this hair cream to bring back the dead. So they're going to use her by saying, hey, we can bring your dead parents back alive if you do this for us so we can come onto Earth and do blah, 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 whatever. Um, and it is uh, very stylish. It's pretty good. It feels kind of empty. But what is awesome about the movie, it, it has an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Because they're all music acts. They're punk rock or metal. They're all fucking black lead. So we're talking Fishbone. We're talking Death. We're talking the Specials. We're talking uh, Death the Punk Band, right? Death the Punk Band, yeah, uh, yeah, not, not the metal band, yeah, the all black uh, punk band Death. Uh, we're talking who else? Of course, uh, Living Color. He's got an oh, awesome yeah, song. The God. only thing that feels like fucking missing, and once I noticed it wasn't there. I'm just like, how could you not? No bad brains. Huh. No bad brains. But everything else, awesome soundtrack. Um, but yes, it's 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 fun. It's okay. Yeah. All right. I say I say check it out. It's on it's on Netflix. It's cute. I don't think it's gonna stick in my mind for a long time, but it's not bad. Well, um, I have some sad world news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christy McVie passed away a little bit ago. Really? Four hours ago, yeah. No way. Yeah, from Fleetwood Mac. Yep. Yeah. What'd you die of? I did not read that far into it. I just saw the uh, post and was pretty bummed because she was like such a staple in that band. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like some of their hit, like a lot of people are like, oh, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks. I'm like, I mean, Christy sang a lot of those hits. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Does it have what she died of yet? 
I mean, she was 70. Uh, yeah, that was in 79. Yeah, yeah, it could just been anything. Uh, she was already in the hospital. Um, she just had brief illness. Died Wednesday following a brief illness. Yeah, that happens. That sucks. That does suck. But yeah, just RIP to, you know, great musician. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah, we had a we had an active shooting here in Savannah today. Oh, <laughs> really? One of the high schools. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Turned out it was a prank. What? And two other schools in the area got the same phone call. <laughs> Somebody pranked a school shooting? Three schools? Jesus fucking Christ. People suck. Yeah. People suck so hard. Welcome to the world. Who yeah. needs horror movies whenever every day is suffering? Yeah, for real. Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's talk about fucking Blood Freak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trailer time. Trailer time. See Blood Freak, horrifying addicted monster whose thirst for an addict's blood will lead you to a horror beyond belief. Blood Freak, to survive, addicts must die. See Blood Freak's horrifying revenge for the woman he loves.
1972's Blood Freak. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Director written by Brad F. Uh, Grinter. Brad F. Grinter. He doesn't want um, you to know who's Brad F. Grinter. <laughs> no, because uh, at the end of the credits, it says that it's, um, what is it, Damn. Gil Ward? Or Gil something. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Gil Ward. So I don't know why. I didn't do any research to find out why he, why he did that. <laughs> um, but it was co-written by the star of the movie, Steve Hawks, who plays our lead in the film, Herschel. Um, Steve Hawks was only in eight films. He's in a couple Tarzan films, though. That's probably his biggest claim to fame. Um, he actually had got some severe burns from one of the Tarzan films. Like have his body scarred up. You can actually see it in one of the lovemaking scenes in this movie where you see his arm is all scarred up and stuff. That was from one of the Tarzan movies he's on. Yeah, and he's uh he even mentions the burns in the movie. Does he? Yeah, but he doesn't say fire, he says Vietnam. Oh yeah. <laughs> Vietnam burned me. It's like didn't it burn us all? <laughs> burn everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so let's get right into it. Blood Freak. It opens up with white trash Vincent Price <laughs> reading a <laughs> script. A cigarette. <laughs> so there is a guy that looks like Vincent Price. Vincent Price hit every bar on the way down. <laughs> down into the abyss of homelessness. And s- started smoking a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, he is chain smoking throughout this film. Um, he like is our smell the room like it's one of those eighties like wood boarded rooms, you, with cigarettes going off in it. You could smell that room. <laughs> like it reminds me, it reminded me of like whenever you used to go into like restaurants back whenever there was a smoking section. My For some God. reason, popped in my mind my like God. the last time. The most vivid memory I have of it was the most recent one was. As late as 2009 was maybe the last time I went into a restaurant, like a mainstream restaurant that was a, you could smoke in it. And it was a Cracker Barrel while traveling. And, uh, in 2009? Walking. Yeah. Yeah. It was like in North Carolina. Wow. Last one I yeah. remember was in the 90s. Yeah. No, this is in the late 2000s because I remember being shocked by it. <laughs> um, but walking there and you know, restaurant just smelling like not smoke. <laughs> and then how hard of a hit it is going near a smoking section. <laughs> It'd be like, what the fuck is happening? So that's what it feels like. That graduating year, right? 2009. Yeah. yeah. So was it like a school trip? And <laughs> no, it was, it was some other trip. It was some group trip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Going to a camp, some type of, uh, going to set up a camp there. Up in, I think Chicago, some shit like that. I don't know. It's a while, but I do remember we just saw a place where they're smoking. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. It was. Uh. But yeah, that's that's what the room smells like. You can just smell your TV, and our our white trash Vincent Price is just sitting there smoking his cigarettes, and he is our narrator. I don't know his name. The narrator. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you. He is clearly reading a script. Oh, yeah. The script is on the table. He doesn't even try to hide the fact. He didn't even want to use cue cards. He's literally just looking down, reading, 
while smoking and looking back up in between sentences, fumbling only a couple times. <laughs> but he is clearly reading a script. Yes, he and is. He's, and he's like, hey, we're going to learn about something today. I can't remember what, what he says as the I introduction. Like love or something or temptation. or There are so many lessons in this movie that we will get to. Um, that whenever you look at this film, you go, wow, this is, this is shocking that this is what this movie's about. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gets done with his narration. We hard cut. It's just a rocking guitar and a man on a motorcycle. <laughs> Steve Hawks. <laughs> Steve Hawks as Herschel. And Herschel is a reference to Herschel Gordon Lewis. That is a little tip of the hat to oh, okay. uh to the godfather of gore himself hgl and herschel's driving his motorbike and he sees he sees a fine chick on the side of the road and i do say fine chick as a joke for where this plot is going yeah um, so he stops his motorcycle and looks like she's having car trouble. And then he gets back on his motorcycle without really helping her fix the car. And she just gets in the car and starts right up and, fo- and she follows or he follows her. Yeah. Um, which is another, like you just invite random people on the street. Like, yeah. He, you don't see him work on her engine at all or do anything. He just kind of goes and like, Hey, what's going on? And she's like, ah, there's no dialogue. Cause it's just a, Rock soundtrack is going. It's opening credits, and she's probably just like, "Ah, oh, my fucking car! Like it's all fucked up." He's like, "Oh, that fucking sucks." She's like, "Yeah." Anyway, it's coming me to this party. He's like, "Sounds great." So they do, and they go to this party all about God, and they go to a uh, middle aged Coke party. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> they go to a party that is full of not only hippie types, which are like, all right exploitation movie coming out in the 70s you know you got the hippie crowd you got the you got the normal suspects you would expect to see in one of those movies yeah you got the donor characters you got those hippie characters you got the ones that are drafting acid and stuff like that you're like oh yeah i might can see that but then there's also just some random middle-aged people that are just snorting coke but it looks like they're just taking like nasal like, drops right i know that's a, that always got me and they were always like they were like bringing out like uh, glasses of tea for everyone. They're like, oh, here you are. <laughs> and pass it over. And it's like, Grandma, what are you doing? <laughs> Listen, it's fine. It looks like they're having an excellent time. Sure. And so, uh, her sure. table staring at each other on Coke sounds great. <laughs> you know, I mean, quite honestly, being around it, being around anybody. On Coke just sounds it sounds it sounds great. Oh yeah. <laughs> and by great I mean unbearable. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think I was I think we've been around enough to know that I'm just like eh, Yeah. I can read it. <laughs> I can. Yeah, it's uh it's not all that special. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh well, Herschel doesn't think so either. And so Herschel, uh, this woman that he met, we learned her name is Angel. Yeah, Angel. Right. Um, very on the nose name because she is a super Christian. Uh, very original script here, guys. 
strap in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Angel is she? She's a real square because she doesn't do coke with me. She did. You might need to repeat that part. You cut out. Which part? Uh, you're saying about Angel being a real square. Oh, she's square. Yeah, because she doesn't do coke with middle-aged people. Or 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 fucking uh, uh, taking acid and having sex. That's true. Yeah, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to do that. So she's a fucking loser, according to her sister, who's also at the party. Who, you know, uh, the love interest thing here really shifts quickly. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Do you remember her name? I'm looking up her name. I can't remember the sister's the name. Person who played Angel or the sister. No, what the sister's name is. Oh, is it Anne? Is Anne yeah. the sister? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what we get introduced... Um, also, this movie was made for $25,000. I don't know how the fuck that works out. <laughs> no, that should that should have been like 500 bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you think like, oh, Herschel and Angel, that, that's going to be our romance. Because Anne is at the party, and Anne is a complete fucking burnout. Yeah. Like, Love Anne is... Right. Yeah, Anne loves drugs and she loves the fuck, which is clearly, I mean, why Herschel's like, yeah, fuck Angel, which is, I mean, it's completely understandable. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about Angel? All she, all she wants to do is talk about Jesus. <laughs> Nobody's got time for that. I'm trying to drop, drop fucking tablets of acid with fucking Granny over here <laughs> so we can go do the funky chicken later on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dropping these little fucking. Now, uh, something I read was saying that she was actually in a pornography before. Who? And. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Isn't this basically a porno? <laughs> I mean, without dicks or anything. Yeah. 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 Hashtag dicks or tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring in. Two dicks for every pair of tits. Fighting, fighting misogyny and horror. <laughs> More so dicks. Like Look at Anne's dick tits. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the new thing here at Bladed Apples. We're still trying. We're still trying to market it. Don't worry, guys. We're gonna have shirts made about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Anne is Anne is the fun one. Herschel's like, uh, well, I don't want to have any fun because Anne is like, look at this hunky guy, and um. Herschel looks like, I don't know, like if a caveman fucked Elvis. <laughs> they had. <laughs> yeah, that's a very accurate, accurate description of him. <laughs> um, and Herschel's like, she's like, oh man, look at that. Look at that slab of man meat there. And she's like, you want to do some marijuana? And he's like, no, nah, don't do it. <laughs> and she's like, what are you, loser? And he's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my god!" I, Angel goes and starts fucking complaining to to the local drug dealer. Where it's like, "I can't believe Herschel's hanging on my loser sister. She's going to convert him to Christianity." <laughs> Which is a running theme in this movie. Is I, I guess there's a Christian subplot in it. Sort of. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, another woman tries to hit on Herschel at the party. 
And also, this party is just in one room. It's just in the living room. Yeah, everyone could see each other. It's it looks like a living room of like a trailer, maybe something like that. It's not a big area. There's a bunch of bean bags or floor pillows. People are just kind of lying about yeah, around a, a bad coffee table. Yeah, and uh, I, so what? What happens? This other lady tries to hit on Herschel, and he's just like, "Does she, she try to give him drugs?" Also, yes. And he's like, "No, thank." I think he calls her something, and then she gets pissed and runs. No, it was Anne actually. Anne was the one no. who tried. Well, no, she does, but there's the other one, the the drug dealer's girlfriend. The one he got mad at, or no, you're right. It's the drug dealer's girlfriend who he got. Yeah, the blonde. Yeah, and then she goes and complains, and he's like, "Who is he? I'll talk to him." And then she points at Herschel, who, you know, is, I guess, slightly bigger than him. (laughs) No, no, Herschel Herschel seems like a pretty big guy. He's yeah, he's he's a pretty big guy. I mean, then that that guy is just like looks kind of torpy. So I mean, he'd probably beat the fuck out of him if he wasn't such a fucking loser for not doing drugs. Yeah, that is pretty loserish of him. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Angel's like, all right, well, since we're both not doing drugs and I really don't know why we came to this party, uh, let's go back to my dad's house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <she>, yeah. <laughs> so she takes Herschel right to her father's house for some reason, not for dinner, I, I, maybe for coffee. I don't know. Um, where they awkwardly sit in his living room. He's like, so, Herschel, what brings you around here? And Herschel's like, I don't know. I'm just kind of going from town to town. He's like, want a job at a chicken farm? He's like, do I? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a turkey farm. <laughs> or a it's a poultry farm. farm. Poultry, farm. poultry farm. Yeah. Um, and this movie likes to fetishize uh, poultry. So, <laughs> blood freak, everybody. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> so Herschel's like, sure. <laughs> Herschel's overflowing a personality. This guy is just overflowing. He, very charismatic, very charming guy. He's like, yeah, sure, I like that very much. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Only three kinds of people know karate. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Fire, fire good. <laughs> yeah, so next day we ran. <laughs> so the next day he shows up at the poultry farm, and uh, you know, you know how like Quentin Tarantino likes shooting feet. He's like, oh, yeah. "Hey, look at those fucking feet." Quentin Tarantino likes those fucking feet, right? Well, Brad Grinter, he likes. He's like, "Hey, look at these fucking chickens." These chickens are fucking turkeys. Look at look at these gobble gobbles. Look at that fucking saggy nutsack on its face. <laughs> yeah, look at the nutsack. Do you like that? Do you like the fucking drippy blueberry on that turkey? <laughs> look at those look at those blue balls. Those blue balls come out of that turkey's face. <laughs> it's a lot like mine. I've been jerked off to turkeys in all of like uh, three minutes. <laughs> I better get back on there. Like, Steve's like, hey, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing in this movie? It was supposed to be a Christian subtext, and you're over here fucking birds. 
There has to be bird fucking in the Bible, right? I don't know. Stop trying to steal my soul with your camera. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so Herschel shows up to the farm and he's greeted by the guy that owns the poultry farm, I guess. Who is the dad? Oh, is that the dad? But the does he act guy. like he is it? Does he act? Like, but it feels like he doesn't know him whenever he gets to the farm, doesn't it? Well, this he sends like him like, to oh, a room. Oh, here for work. Yeah, he sends him to a room with two scientists. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, when they first talk outside, how it feels I'm like? I'm sure sure. it's the same guy. No, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just talking about probably the script being so fucking awful with the dialogue that feels like they just met. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Um. Yeah, so Herschel gets led into a room with two scientists who are, I mean, the best actors. Oh, sure, we have to do it, but it doesn't mean we have to work here. <laughs> the best actors. And he's like, they're both like, yeah, we're here doing experiments. He's like, what, what kind of experiments are you doing? And <laughs> I had to write it down where they're doing the chemical uh, eponization of uh, uh, poultry. <laughs> you, can't, you can't forget the Oz in there because they don't want to retake it. And this scientist is clearly reading from a card as well. He completely forgets his lines. He goes, the eponization of uh, uh, poultry. <laughs> and his fat friend, oh, we shouldn't fat shame, his heavy set, his heavy set other scientist friend goes, well, that's right. That's what we're doing. But we're also doing other jobs as well. And he's like, would you like to make extra money? And Herschel's like, yeah, sure, I guess I will. <laughs> well, I thought it was like they offered him drugs at first. No, they, they don't offer him drugs. They aren't the ones offering drugs. They are, they say that they are doing these chemicals. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're right. Yeah. Uh, chemical... Eponization is an actual thing. Um, is actual science. So that's what they're trying to do. I don't uh, think uh, uh, poultry a real thing. A uh, uh, poultry of uh, 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 poultry um, is actually a thing. But they're like, yeah, uh, we'll give you extra money if you let us test on you. And Herschel, being the genius he is, goes, all right, <laughs> true. But I guess a Herschel also has another side job where he's also working on Angel and Anne's dad's pool. And doing household chores, I guess, because the next scene he is working on the pool, and Anne shows up, and she's like, "Hey, Herschel, where's my loser sister?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't know." And she's like, "Good, want to do drugs?" And he's like, "No, I'm I'm, I'm still good." Um, uh, well, I, you're a coward. I'm not a coward. <laughs> it pulls the pulls the. Listen, guys, these drugs are hardcore. So if you guys get set off by drug use, or you know, if it brings back bad memories, strap in because in her hand, it's a marijuana. Cigarette. It's a marijuana cigarette. <laughs> she has a J in her hands, and hers was like, "God damn it, I'm no coward," and he takes that J from her. And he puts that marijuana to his lips and he smokes it in front of God and everyone else. <laughs> and he laughs in his God's face that day. 
And that's why this is actually a warning about drug use. <laughs> this whole movie. <laughs> and that if then, you are reading your Bible and you're doing marijuana, then you will turn into a chicken man. Spoilers alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, before that, though, you get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, doing, but doing drugs gets you laid, which is pretty sweet. So you should do drugs. Hear that, kiddos? <laughs> because he is a- apples endorses drug use for sex. <laughs> I mean, drugs. Hey, everybody, you should trade drugs for sex. Bladed Apple says so. Oh, my God. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Bladed Apple said on an episode that you should trade drugs for sex. Georgia is in a (laughs) trade drugs for sex state. Vote Herschel Walker. (laughs) You don't want Bladed Apples for Senate. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was listening to Blade Apples last night, <laughs> and then they were talking about movie Blood Freak, and I thought, you know, it is kind of like a chicken run with his head cut off, and that's kind of represents this election. <laughs> how could we? How did? How did we not bring that up that Herschel Walker had a tirade about vampires and werewolves? <laughs> Oh, it's on the campaign trail. It's (laughs) everything that can be talked about can be talked about. Herschel Walker, come on the show. No, (laughs) no, don't come on the show. (laughs) Last person I want to talk to. I mean, there's other people I want to talk to less. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah. a certain person endorses him, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. He's he's pretty low. He's pretty down there. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, Herschel and Anne go to Poundtown. Because they had the devil's lettuce. And now Herschel is addicted to marijuana. Which is a subplot, briefly. Yep. <laughs> briefly. Um... There's a scene, so he's working around. He's working around the farm. They tell him like, "Hey, we're gonna start doing tests." He's like, "Cool." And I thought, okay, he's getting tested on. So this next scene, this is clearly because of the tests that have been happening to Herschel. Then I realized they haven't started testing on him yet. Let me explain, <laughs> Herschel. Shows up at Anne's house and he starts freaking out and he starts getting cramps or something happens to his stomach. He's just like, oh, I'm in so much pain. And she starts freaking out. Also, Herschel completely forgot about Angel because Angel was not smoking reefer and and fucking. Because she it turns out she she is a square. So Herschel quickly no, now got Anne over her. Is the love of his life. Yeah, they, they are just yes, they are Wouldn't inseparable now. Like the, the the most romantic story you will ever hear, <laughs> ever. Um, so Herschel is something's wrong with him. Like you're like, oh my god! Like they've been testing on him. This is the only thing that makes sense. And Anne's like, Herschel, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, no, I don't know. Call an ambulance. Call somebody. So Anne smartly calls the uh, local drug dealer to come <laughs> to come over. <laughs> yep. So he shows up. He's like, what's going on? She's like, I don't know. I think he's going through withdrawals. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so Herschel has some weed and he's fine. Um, is that is that the same is that the same scene whenever he threatens the drug dealer or is that the scene after? That is the same scene. So he's just like You hey, better keep me stocked. <laughs> keep me stocked or I'll smash your fucking face into a million pieces or whatever the fuck he says. And uh at that point it dawned to me, oh, it wasn't him going through uh, chicken testing at all yet? Um, no, he he he's addicted to marijuana, which makes this movie uh, cut from the same cloth as Reefer Madness. <laughs> so kinda, yeah. Um, I, I I even put in my notes. Oh no, he ate the turkey because I wrote that down as it was happening. And they never realized they would just go through withdrawals. I literally put, oh, not yet. <laughs> In my notes. Yeah, I was going to say, when you were saying, like, I was like, no, he didn't eat it yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, and then under I said, he's just addicted to weed. <laughs> so those are my <laughs> those are my notes for this. Um, but the next thing he does, the scientists are like, all right, now we're going to start testing on you. So they give him a whole turkey. Which is perfect because Herschel is probably high as fuck right now. Yeah. And it looks like he is because he devours a whole turkey, which is an awful thing to eat a whole thing of because it's a dry ass bird. Like nobody wants to eat. Like most of the time people don't want to eat turkey nor- normally because uh, like it's a, sh- it's a shit garbage bird. <laughs> That's dry as fuck. Who wants to eat that? Um. Unless it's like packed with preservatives and sodium, like lunch meat or something like that, nobody wants to actually eat turkey. Nobody wants a nice, nice Christmas goose, <laughs> nice Thanksgiving, nice Thanksgiving bird. Especially you, Blaze. I mean, you're a vegan. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I like tofurkey. <laughs> I've stopped eating meat. Like, I mean, so not us, but I'm sure you remember. Actually, actually, those those two, like those, uh, the turkey loaves. That you get from like Trader Trader Joe's or Publix are way better. Good. I think. Yeah, those uh, those are actually pretty good. But yeah, regular turkey, no. But Herschel disagrees. Eats the whole fucking thing. I mean, he face fucks that turkey, rips yeah. it apart. Next I feel thing, like he probably really ate that turkey. <laughs> oh, it looks like he ate that turkey. <laughs> the best thing is they cooked a the whole fucking turkey for that scene. Right? You think they'd be like, "Here's a drumstick" or something? No, they, they they cook a whole fucking turkey and bring it out in a pan and everything in, in the uh, aluminum foil pan. Uh, it's impressive. He, he he fucks that turkey up. Like, and I mean, I mean, old Brad has to be behind the ca- uh, camera just whacking it at this point. He's be like, oh, this yeah. is this is amazing. <laughs> this is this is everything I've wanted and more. Yeah, hey, you're eating it really fast. Can you slip your dick in there? <laughs> oh, Can you stuff yeah. that turkey? Herschel! <laughs> give, give us some of that Herschel stuffing. But yeah. So, so um, what happens next? Is after this that he's like, he he passes out on a field, right? Passes out on a field. They so he passes, he passes out on a field. And at this point, I'm already I'm already pretty pissed off at this movie for leading me on. You know, at one point I'm like, oh, you know, turkey poisoned him once, you know, 
shame on me. It was just him addicted to marijuana, as people do. Um, second time he got poisoned by turkey, you know, shame on you. Clearly, he passed out. He has the itis, right? Like, he passed out because he ate a whole turkey. He's a sleepy boy. No, this time he actually did get poisoned by the turkey. <laughs> um, the scientists find him on the ground, right? They're like, he's dead. Like, <laughs> they're like, it's too late for him, but not us to run away. And they both run off. <laughs> and they tell their boss that they dumped him somewhere, which looks like the exact same spot where they found him. <laughs> so we dumped him. And he's like, well, d- dang it, boys. I told you not to go testing them experiments. So yet. <laughs> yeah, the line is literally, we aren't guilty if we just leave. <laughs> I had to write it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so zoom forward past some absolutely useless dialogue. <laughs> and we have... Uh, the whole movie? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So we have Herschel shaking awake while he's for, like slowly transforms. And now Herschel has... The head of what you assume is a turkey, but looks more like a chicken. <laughs> well, it is a poultry farm, but it is weird that he ate a whole turkey and did become a chicken. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't know if you saw one thing that this movie has going for. It. Let me bring this up real quick. Have you seen the poster for this movie? Like the original poster? Dude, art? The poster is amazing. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome painted poster. It's, it's like a thousand times better than this movie. <laughs> That's a I, movie cost five. Poster cost twenty. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's where twenty thousand dollars that budget went. It's for the art. They had to market it somehow. But yes, he is now a chicken man. Yes, he is. And the first person he visits is Anne. And she's like, "Oh God!" And then he just like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And she's like, "I know, but what would our kids? What would they look like?" <laughs> no, of course I still love you. Oh. Well, what would our kids think if their dad is a a, a giant poultry man? Like this. What oh, do they oh, look like? Oh. It? <laughs> what about me? If we have sex now, I could get arrested for bestiality. Fair point. Yeah, it was. Uh... Sorry, I got a little baby here. Yeah, I got old, old Lucha. Lucha's on the podcast. He's just sitting there in Blaze's arms. Yeah, the old, the old doggo. He he wants he wants to talk about this movie. I loved it. <laughs> it was my favorite movie. I was so scared. <laughs> I don't like birds. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, what what happens next? Is this is this one of her um did you just try contact the drug dealer again? No. Yes. Yes, she did. She just called the drug dealer the next day. And I believe. Uh, but where did his killing spree start? It wasn't with the drug dealer, right? No, it was a random woman. So no, was it a random old man? First, no, I thought uh, I thought he was killing a woman. Then an old man comes out and he kills the old man, right? 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he's killing. So, well, okay. I may be mixing it because I thought I think he's killing somebody. He's killing a woman. Then an old man comes out. He's like, "Hey, you you stop that, you goddamn chicken man!" And he runs at him, and Herschel just kills him. You jive turkey. Jive <laughs> <laughs> turkey. Um, and uh, oh no, don't kill me! I'm sorry, I called you a cocksucker. <laughs> And he's like, now that I'm a chicken, accurate. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> uh, is he a chicken? Is he a rooster? I don't know. But he's he's definitely not. He's not Herschel anymore. Nope. He kills the old man. And because he kills the old man, a, a larger man comes out <laughs> of the house. Huh. Like, absolutely does not look related to whatsoever. No. I, 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 um, not to be mean. At first, I didn't even realize it was a, a guy. I uh, thought it was. I thought it was the same person who played the scientist. Oh, I thought no. I didn't think that. I thought I thought it was like the guy's like wife. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was his frumpy wife, and then I was like, oh no, that's a young man. <laughs> that's a frumpy young man. <laughs> Well, he, ends up, he ends up going toe to toe with Turkey Boy. Like, he's fucking Herschel up for a bit. He's yeah. fucking him up for a second, and then and then it it quickly turns, and he's just like, oh, oh, oh. Also, um, this movie loves reusing scream and grunt sound effects. That's the best part. Is like literally that lady was watching her friend get killed. And made like different faces, but had the exact scream six times in a row. Okay, so that is the same scene. I was trying to remember when that happens. Okay, yes. Ah! Ah! They repeat. They they put that on a loop during this scene. Oh man! No idea why. <laughs> ten, ten to twelve times, and it's the exact same scream coming out of the exact same person while she's standing there. It's incredible. It's like it's like uh, suburban Sasquatch. Yeah, and, and, and during these, these killings, we're getting snippets of Anne uh, talking to her other friends, being like, something's wrong with Herschel, and they're like, a oh. fucking chicken, you saw him. Yeah, uh, something's wrong, He's I can't find him. And then it's like, oh, um, well, it can't be that bad. He's like, oh, he has a turkey head, and they're like, Okay. <laughs> just like, okay. They didn't she's even look shocked to, when he came out. She's talking to two guys that clearly got paid in drugs to be in this movie. <laughs> these guys are just like, wait, you'll pay us in weed? Like, awesome. <laughs> like, these guys are. Yeah, they are. Uh... It's like, you went to these two for help? What the fuck are they going to help you with? <laughs> Eating your snacks, like yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. I know way to find Herschel, but uh, did you bring some pork rinds with you? <laughs> Wait, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't work at a pork rind factory, did he? She's like, no. <laughs> like, oh fuck! All right. <laughs> wait, wait. The, the poultry uh, farm they worked at, where are the the birds cooked already? <laughs> She's like, no. It's like, oh fuck. Never mind. All right, we'll, we'll help you find them. <laughs> so, and it kind of goes between scenes of that throughout and i'm just mentioning it now because there's really no point to him like no. it's literally them just like where's herschel i think something's wrong with herschel yeah something's probably wrong with herschel and that's it 
Like yeah. it happens like six times. So the rest of the time we're just watching Herschel going around on a killing spree. Mm-hmm. And everyone does. Well, you know, you get a turkey head, you're like, well, I mean, they're never gonna believe this. I can get away with anything. <laughs> um so Herschel goes uh, and ends up at the drug dealer's house who has Anne over because Anne was looking for Herschel but got distracted by getting drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking we're talking pillars of the community here, guys. Yeah. And so so she does some drugs. And very happily goes and lays down on a bed in the drug dealer's house. He's like, yeah, you can just go sleep in that room. It's whatever. And she just smiles and makes sure to get her tuchus out of that shirt. Make sure of it. (laughs) She's like, why find the love of my life? I mean, we've only been together for like three days. But why, (laughs) why stop to find the love of my life? But to do drugs, <laughs> like yeah. hey, we're talking priorities here, guys. So she's passed out on the bed, smiling with her uh, batushka out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so now uh, the guy who actually give supplies the drug dealer is like, "Hey, I need money." Money you owe me, like <laughs> read line, like oh yeah, right, read no. line. Okay, uh, look, man, uh, here you go. Here's the money. Hey, this is a hundred short. But yeah, man, if you give me more, then I can sell it to make that back and more. What are you? What are you trying to pull here, Mister? Like you son of a bitch. I want my money. Well, how about this? You can go. And be a complete creep on this lady that's sleeping in that room. So, thankfully, it it I mean, it went far enough. Thankfully, it didn't go all the way. But it's always like for a second there, I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna fast forward through this. <laughs> it's it's always the thing with like exploitation and drive-in movies. As much as I love them, uh, they're always fun until the rape scene happens. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh fuck, I forgot this movie's probably gonna have a sexual assault scene somewhere in there, and it does. Um, yeah. It doesn't go all the way, thankfully, um, but uh, Anne does get groped by the strange drug dealer, Honky. Yeah, he she gets groped, and while he's groping her, he notices a giant turkey head looking in at him, and he just doesn't say a word. He just goes, oh, oh, and just runs, runs away, doesn't explain anything. And then he ends up in an alleyway, even though they're in like a fucking house in the woods. Yep. He like walks around the corner into an alleyway. You're like, where the fuck is this place? Yeah. And then Herschel finds him conveniently next to a table saw. <laughs> yeah, because the alleyway led to a, a factory of some sort. <laughs> it led to a place where they keep table saws out back, plugged <laughs> in and ready to use. So, so the drug dealer stumbles into a uh, shop class that's connected to a high school <laughs> from the alleyway in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so he uh, takes the supplier and saws his leg off in probably one of the worst-looking prosthetic shots I've ever seen. 
It's a worse prosthetic shot, but it's a great looking missing leg shot because I'm 90% sure that actor doesn't have a leg. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking too. I because like, if you watch him in the other scenes, he kind of has a limp. So I think they're like, oh, we have to have this guy get his fucking leg chopped off. Because he already has leg fucking chopped off in real life. So <laughs> just pull that motherfucker off. <laughs> Worked out. <laughs> yeah, here we and, go. Uh, so eventually, this killing spree starts to go out of hand. And uh, at that very moment, uh, oh, yes, the killing spree goes out of hand. And the two uh, stoner rangers have finally found Herschel. And Herschel gets on his knees and holds his hands together and pleads, saying, (laughs) (laughs) And then they chop his head off with a machete, which instantly wakes him up from his dream. Wow! You're so so you're, fucking clever! <laughs> Years later, Cronenberg would rip that off. You know, it's like quite the fly segment where, like, you know, the end of the fly, spoilers for the fly. <laughs> Whenever the titular fly takes a shotgun and puts it to his head and has somebody shoot himself, shoot him in the face to kill him, to put him out of his misery. Not not quite as artistic as that, but clearly David Cronenberg ripped off Blood Freak. I think we all know. <laughs> yeah, I think Cronenberg owes some funds to Brandon. Uh, who? <laughs> Grinter. <laughs> Brandon Rinter. Grinter. Grinter. <laughs> Grinter. Nailed it. Um, so he awakens from this dream sequence. And Anne is calling Angel, which you believed was going to be the love interest in the movie, but ended up not being the love interest in the movie. And she's calling who you think her sister would be kind of mad about all this, but she's just like, oh, okay, I'll go grab her. She'll, like, they're just buddy-buddy. Like, they've always been just buddy-buddy. Yeah. And then it's like, and it's like, no. So Herschel gets into the car with her, and they're like, I don't know like uh, apparently marijuana interacts with this drug and blah 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 in the experiment and so puts him in angel's car because angel's like i'm gonna go pick him up for Anne because she loves him and so as he's in the car he's <sighs> having those horrible weed withdrawals <laughs> As we like to call it in the the slums, the getting put on the Wheaties box. <laughs> oh no, he's on the Wheaties. <laughs> he's on the Wheaties. That's what happens. That's whenever you knew you know you hit rock bottom. That's why I have an IV of THC just going into me at all times. Um, does, somebody, does somebody got a stem? A stem of weed? <laughs> I'll smoke your seeds, bro. <laughs> I'll take anything. Uh, so get on my face, you junkie. So comes to find out that Herschel used to have a drug addiction problem, and it all sparked again. And blah blah blah. Don't care. Boring dialogue. And Angel's like, "Well, let's get you back to Anna." 
the person who got you back on drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that and also, she also gives him a lecture about turning to Jesus. Yep, sure does. And uh, Anna, like, maybe I, maybe God can help with your drug addiction. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. Please. <laughs> Stop these weedies. <laughs> please, please, please. Take my hand. Take my hand. We should do that movie sometime. We haven't done that? We have not done that. Oh, fuck. We have to do that. We have not done The World's Greatest Sinner, which is one of the greatest vanity projects ever released. So bad. <laughs> awesome. It is really great. Um, please. Um. No, but he, uh, then there's like a random uh, phone call scene where Anne's like, oh, he probably hates me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, Herschel loves you just like you love Herschel. And then, and just like Herschel and you both love drugs, you're perfect together in the gutter because of your marijuana habits. And there she is in a dress on the beach. Not not stating whether or not she has stopped using drugs. <laughs> yeah, probably not even on the beach. It just looks like this is a Florida movie, so they're probably they're probably just on the on the uh, uh, the, the boardwalk in Daytona because <laughs> she's just on the dock. Yeah, and then he <laughs> stares at her in the wind, and then they look at each other for what seems like a long amount of time, and then they embrace and kaput. <laughs> and then we have our narrator. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, also he's shown up throughout the film, like, yeah. like he, he had a kind of an interlude. He's at the beginning. There's a bit of an interlude with him. Like I don't even know why the fuck we need a narrator. And then there's oh my god, okay. So the epilogue is the narrator. Our, our, our white trash Vincent Price is back. Um, so this movie has so many things going on with it. It's an anti-drug film. It is a pro. Uh, Bible pro Christianity film, but it also has a social message that we find out about um, putting uh, uh, things into your body, chemicals into your body, and being careful what you eat and stuff like that. Which we're getting this lecture from White Trash Vincent Price, who is smoking Smoking. cigarettes still. Yeah, like his fingers. Might as well have a, each a cigarette on them. <laughs> all of them. His fingers are so yellow, it looks like he dipped them in curry at this point <laughs> from holding on the filters of those cigarettes. Get that nicotine all over them. Yeah. <laughs> and he's telling us this shit about like, yeah, we need to be careful we put in our bodies and chemicals that come out of factories and blah, blah, blah. As he's smoking cigarettes, and as he's saying this dialogue, starts choking. <laughs> yep, he does. He does start choking. <laughs> oh, man. He, ch- he coughs a little bit, and I'm like, oh, that was a pretty good ad lib. Then I realized, no, he's actually coughing. <laughs> and then he finishes the, the script. You can see him finish reading. <laughs> And he goes, <laughs> and the camera keeps on rolling, showing up. <laughs> He's like, at least it's not marijuana. Like, and then he has a great little like smirk at the end, like <clears throat> credits. And the best thing about it is that Brad Grinter did not want to retake 
that scene, didn't retake that monologue. He's like, cut, send it. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> Come on, Put Steve. Hands, let's, let's collect our checks. <laughs> this is a box office hit coming up, folks. I I actually like Blood Freak. And why I like Blood Freak better than some of the other trashier movies we talked about is that Blood Freak has a type of charm that I like that things like Snow Beast or Al Santo versus fucking Mummy, who gives a fuck, <laughs> didn't have. Because they're just kind of boring. This has that kind of, like, you could see this playing in a grindhouse or a drive-in double feature being like the smaller film on the bill before something that's more interesting. Yeah. Like, Seeing it a drive-in in in the Florida heat, and this is very clearly a Florida movie. It was shot in Florida. Um, you know, it has that exploitation drive-in kind of charm where it's like, oh, man, it has that 70s dingy charm. This would never play in bigger theaters, but it will do its rounds on the circuit. And it kind of has an independent kind of spirit to it, but it's so shockingly absurd and incompetent. Like I said, this movie was written by two people. <laughs> this is, if you listen to dialogue, like how the fuck was this written by two human beings? Who are actually having to talk to each other unless you're in that room flying on the wall situation which would be amazing i bet if they actually talk to each other like that yeah yeah absolutely that would be amazing <laughs> yeah exactly so i think it does have that drive and kind of charm to it i i wasn't bored during it like i was just kind of baffled more than anything and that's the kind of drive-in b-movie schlock i like this thing that's just like this is so absurd that feels like an alien wrote it like people always bring up like why the room is so popular, and at this point, I think it's overrated. Um, it's because it feels like an alien wrote the dialogue, right? Right. <laughs> and that's always what the best bad films is. It's just like this was made by a human being that should at least have a general grasp over <laughs> over how humans interact. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is a ridiculous movie, but yeah, I should check it out. It's on Tubi if you guys want to watch it. It's on Tubi. Isn't it? I oh, no, it's not on Tubi. Sorry, we watch on YouTube. Yeah, which is a pretty shitty quality one, too. I don't think there's any better quality. I, it'd be awesome if Vinegar Syndrome picked this up. I know there's a DVD. It's kind of hard to find, but it'd be awesome if Vinegar Syndrome picked it up and, and remastered it. Um, But yeah, it's uh, you can find it on YouTube. I think you had to put like Blood Freak 1972 for it to come out. Come up, because you just put Blood Freak full movie, it won't pop up. Um, but yeah, you can find Blood Freak on YouTube for free. Bad quality, but I don't think there is good quality with it. No, probably not. Uh, Red Letter Media also did this on a more recent episode of Best of the Worst, maybe over the last couple of years, um, where they talk about it as well. So check it out. Yeah, <laughs> I said check it out. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, that brings us to our next segment. All righty, sounds good. All right. That brings us to another curation of Blaze's Cabinet Video Game Curiosities. All right. So, I hope that we have a game that's 
almost as goofy as Blood Freak? We do. <laughs> yes, we do. And I believe you were on the phone with me when I was playing this one, and I've been keeping it in my back pocket. <laughs> we referenced it last episode or the episode before that. We referenced like, it, and I said <laughs> I would talk about it in the future, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the future, guys. Just a week or two. This is, the future is now, old man. <laughs> like, uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Gobby McGobblenuts presents The Art of the Dad Joke. Which is listed as a horror video game. Horrifically bad. <laughs> and, um, that's how it made it on the list because I was actually playing. Uh, I was. I think last time I was talking about the one where you play the monster in the person's basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one came up right under it, and I was like, "Gobby McGobblenuts sold." <laughs> like, and uh, there are multiple parts to it. But I have to admit, after going through 328 different dad jokes that I have to rate for a goblin named Gobblenuts, I don't think they're city boards the game. <laughs> they have four different parts, but I'm too scared to play them. <laughs> <laughs> So and, you uh, played more since we were on the phone and you were playing it? I did like 60 with you. I did like 200 more. Oh my god, Blaze. I needed to find out. I'm like, there's got to be something else. But the fact that it is what it is is great. <laughs> because it's just, I just like, I'm just sitting there and it's like he has like this really like dumb smile. When you tell him you like the joke and when you don't like the joke. And it's just, it's just so fucking stupid. And, uh, but uh, there are a couple other parts to the game, apparently, because it's called part one. Um, and I, th- from the screenshots, I don't think there's much else to it, except they added like 700 more dad jokes. <laughs> they just changed the background. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and then like, it's like, oh, now you're in a haunted house. It's like, and um, they have a couple, they're called random video games. And they have other games called like, what the fuck do you know? Zombie survival escape, gladiator survival escape, like a bunch of different things called survival escape. And I think that's part of the joke. And um, these guys are geniuses. I think so. I think they are because after playing that, I was just like, they hooked me in enough to go through at least 200 dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the fact they put it under the horror genre may be a little, uh, it works because I get to use it for the podcast now because you can't say it's not a horror game (laughs) because. Listed as a horror game, right? But it also fits pretty well with the stupidity of Blood Freak. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that, I, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have a lot to talk about because it's, it's literally just a game of dad jokes. It's literally just a goblin that tells you a dad joke. I know yeah. you. You were on the phone with me for a while. 
Yeah, and and Blaze in turn was telling me these jokes, and then the goblin literally is like, "Is it funny or not?" <laughs> and there's like three million of them apparently. Yeah, there's like tons of them. <laughs> did you? Some did of you, them are pretty damn good though. Yeah, some of them were pretty decent. Did you sit page down to read off some of them? I don't dare. She'll kill me. <laughs> So, so like, it, it has of, come to if I bring another guitar home without selling stuff, or if I tell <laughs> that make her sit down and watch a video game I'm playing, she'll murder me. She'll straight up slit my throat. So, <laughs> so for anybody that doesn't know, uh, who's who's a new time listener, uh, first time listener rather. Uh, Paige is Blaze's fiance, and we usually rate um, the games on a scale of one to ten pages. Uh, meaning, how many pages would be if how scary the game present for me to play? <laughs> <laughs> that if Paige had to be present, or Blaze had to call Paige. Because the game was that scary. So on a scale of 1 to 10 pages of how effective Gobby McGobble Nuts in the, in the dad joke uh, requiem is, for, what would safety, you give for safety reasons, I have to say zero. Okay. Because if I said anything, that means I've had to contact Paige about it. And if I do, she will kill me. <laughs> you, call, you call Paige at work. Actually, well, she's very, well, she's you, very know what? you know what? I take it back. I, I, I've been talking a lot of shit, but I think I actually just started randomly messaging her some of the jokes. <laughs> Did you? Does get paid. I, thought, I thought you were about to call her on the air while she's at work to tell her one of the jokes. No, man, she'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so we could see a live reaction of what Paige would say. She's like, really? You're fucking bothering me with this? I am very busy at work right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for it. I know I got some in here. Yeah, she would be 100% correct. It wasn't the day that you came by. It was day before that? I don't think it was the day before that. I think it was, it was before we recorded last episode. Okay. Because we referenced it. <laughs> and I was just at your place on Wednesday. That's right. That's right. And uh, no, this is me telling her about how Pokemon made me sad. I really, I, you know, if, it's like she's always like, God, would you please stop messaging your record? I'm like, I don't message you that much at work. And like looking through it, I'm like, <laughs> like uh, I message you a lot. <laughs> yeah, I message you a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it. I'll never find this. There's this is, this is quality podcasting, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, never mind. It's it's Pokemon. <laughs> it's all Pokemon for the past week and a half. Yeah, that broken ass game. Yeah, the broken yep. ass game that everyone that has it complains about it, but also will not tell you they don't like it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, is that everything with uh, Gobby McGobble Nuts? I don't know what else there is to say. <laughs> Check it out. You might as well. <laughs> you might as well. You'll get some new dad jokes to make your friends groan. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So that brings us to our next segment. Sure does. All right.
Then we have another entry into mythology biology. All right. So does our, our tale of folklore, does it connect into a giant turkey monster or chicken monster or somebody at least eating poultry at some point in the story? Sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it It is like bird transformation in a way. And uh, you may have heard of this one because it's in Greek mythology. So uh, it's probably been in games a few times. Uh, and it's called the Strig or the Strix. And they are a, a creature of Greek mythology and Roman mythology later on for obvious reasons. And uh, they were actually a popular mythology in the Middle Ages. Uh, they were almost kind of like the werewolf of strange birds. <laughs> like, um, so they were uh, much taller, of course. They didn't actually turn into birds. It's more similar to like Blood Feast, uh, Blood Freak, where it's actually like they turn into like a werewolf version of like an owl or some other kind of bird. But the story to why that happens is interesting. Um, so uh, the original uh, part of the story, there was a story about two brothers who were turned into wild animals as punishment for eating another person. <laughs> and uh, then been condemned to a life upside down and without food and drink. So let's see. And the other one is that uh, they are actually created by witches and vampires. And vampires can actually create these. Uh, they actually show up in uh, Pliny's uh, natural history. Pliny the Elder. I, I think it's Pliny the Elder, not the Younger. And not Pliny the modern great guitarist. Um but they can uh, be chased away with garlic, and they can also be um, put. Um, uh, you could open a Bible and push that out of them, and they will stop. Uh, they're kind of strange in the sense that they actually go through a lot of mythologies, because not only was it in like medieval Europe and you know ancient Greece and Rome. But it also is consistent, like, they actually mention it in, like, the Bible and stuff a few times of the Strig and Strix. So, uh, the famous one is uh, the Witch's Owl, which is actually, like, a person who transforms into an actual owl instead of, like, the wear form and follows a witch's command. Is your, are your lights going on and off, or is that the... No, the it's got to just does that. No, oh, okay. it's Oh, okay, gotcha. And uh, I was like, well, look out, there's a Striggs coming, and it looks like Stephen Shikes. Look. <laughs> Watch out, Rocky. The, that gremlin from Gremlins 2 that controls electricity is in your house. <laughs> Merry Christmas, fucker. But yeah, so uh, after reading this, I'm like, wow, that's Blood Freak for you. So as a punishment <laughs> for doing drugs, because that's what happened in Christian mythology with it is that if you were being punished, you could get turned into a Strieger or a Strix. 
So now that he's breaking the rules of God, where somewhere I'm sure in the Bible it says, don't do, don't be riding that horse or chasing that dragon or doing that white powder stuff. Or yeah. worst of all, smoking the lettuce of Lucifer. Yeah. Lucifer and uh, he did that and was punished by being turned into a strict new theory on blood freak. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Lucifer's actual last name also. Blood Freak. No, Lucifer Lettuce. Lucy Lettuce. Lucy Lettuce. It's me, Lucy Lettuce. Lucy, hey. Lucy Lettuce told me. He's also from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that was the closest thing I could find related to the movie. That's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll take it. It's I'll a take it. it. And it says it could be other birds, so we can only assume that it can also be a were turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let me see here. Uh, I can pull this up because we actually know what we're going to do next episode. We actually have a plan this time, guys. We're going to be like, next episode, next episode, we don't know what we're going to do. And that was all we had to say about, about that, right? We're done with yep. mythology biology. Um, that's right. That was another episode of Bladed Apples. And next week, we're going to finally do our first our first one of this director's films on the podcast. Uh, we're doing a Brian De Palma film, which I'm very excited about because I'm yeah. a massive Brian De Palma fan. Um, we are doing Brian De Palma's 1984 Sleaze Fest. <laughs> Body Double. And uh, if you've never seen Body Double, you should check it out. Um, I uh, I wrote a review for Body Double on Letterboxd um, at one point. Let me see if I can find it. I'm trying to find it. Uh, Where? Uh, whenever I reviewed it, my, my review was short to the point. It said, Bill Maher stars as a dirty pervert in this <laughs> Palma Sleaze classic. That's my review. If that sounds great to you, you should watch it. Uh, advisory, it is not actually Bill Maher, but the lead actor looks a lot like Bill Maher. <laughs> so if you want to see <laughs> Bill Maher being a dirty pervert, uh, you should watch Body Double because it is a erotic thriller, Sleaze classic, and Frankie Goes to Hollywood, uh, the music video for um, uh, what's up? The, the biggest Frankie Goes to Hollywood song. Um, God damn it. Why did I just blank? Uh, uh, relax. Don't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the music it's video. <laughs> yeah, the, the music video for that song is literally in, in that film. So <laughs> there's a lot going on in the movie. Uh, we're going to do Body Double next. Brian De Palma, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, and then the episode after that, we're going to start getting the Christmas spirit and talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Tres. Because we've already done the first two, right? We did the second one. Which is kind of the first one. <laughs> but we also talked about the first one. <laughs> yeah, we did, that's why we did both of them, because it's basically the same movie. Uh, so we're going to do the third movie, which stars Bill Mosley. I've never seen the third movie, actually. I've never watched Silent Night. I don't think I've watched any of the Silent Night, Deadly Night films past two. I haven't, no. So I hear they're all awful. So, <laughs> and I hear the third one is particularly bad. So we'll talk about that 
the episode after. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can. You can contact us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or at the Instagram page, Blade Apples Podcast. Um, you got recommendation, you got requests, you got. I mean, you watch Blood Freak, you got turned into a chicken, you got turned into a turkey. Have you fucked you get turned a turkey? On have you fucked while on marijuana and having the itis from eating a lot of turkey Thanksgiving Eve and you had sex and you were just too tired for it? Message us, tell us about it. We'll read it on the air. <laughs> we'll tell everyone your personal secrets if you just share them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will air all of your dirty laundry for we you. Will, we will sink to no low. You give us a follow. <laughs> we'll do anything. Yeah, and do yeah, do get the Instagram and do, you know, maybe the Facebook. I don't look at the Facebook, but No. We're, we're gonna start using both more. We we keep on saying that, but we've really we've really been lacking on on all of it. So slacking. Yeah. Um yeah, so we're gonna start getting all more into it. it. Yeah, um, I don't think we've been promoted the last couple of episodes. We've been we've we've sucked. So um, we're gonna get back on and doing that. Uh, start dropping some horror related pictures. So go on the Instagram, follow us on there, so we can get some cool stuff. Um, and you know, hit us up. We love hearing from people and love uh, hearing how you like the show and all that. Um, even if you have a topic discussion, you got a fan letter or something like that, or just a letter. We don't have any fucking fans. Just <laughs> a letter from a talk to us. They will you know, be like, Hey, I think this movie sucks. What do you think? Or, Hey, what is your favorite? What's your uh, thoughts on this? And, and we'll, we'll tell you our stupid thoughts. Nobody fucking cares. about. Honestly, uh, more than cool. anything, I'd prefer recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love, I love recommendations. Recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Tell same us here. what movie you think is shitty that we haven't seen, but good fucking luck. Like, <laughs> They're like, how about instead I recommend a good movie because you guys talk about no shitty films. <laughs> They're like, nah, just give us shitty films. <laughs> I'll find that account and unfollow it. <laughs> <laughs> Blocked. Reported. <laughs> re- re- reported like what? Uh, this Take person... This person is delivering spam. <laughs> spam accounts. They posted a pornographic image. <laughs> They're trying to sell me drugs on Instagram. <laughs> no, I don't care if he bought his verification for eight dollars. Uh, fucking spamming us. Um, but yeah, thanks to Stefan Myers for doing our artwork. Check him out on Instagram at Stefan Myers or our Crawling Panther tattoo. Awesome guy. Go get tattooed by him. Thanks to Blaze for being an awesome co-host and putting all this stuff together. Um, anything else? Hopefully this episode, our sound quality will enhance since we both bought new microphones. Yeah, we got these two... We got these new microphones from Blue. Um, they look like a droid from Star Wars. It looks like either, you know, the torture bot, the torture medical droid from... Droid. Huh? Medical droid. Yeah, medical droid. Oh, yeah, medical droid. But it's also a torture droid, let's be honest. You can do both. <laughs> yeah, but also looks like, you know, the little uh, practice, you know, they, they use the practice yeah. lightsaber uh, techniques on. Uh, also looks like a robot's dick. So... <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Any of those. <laughs> uh, we're using those. We're hoping the sound quality is better. Yeah, Email we're doing our best, folks. We ain't professionals. <laughs> no, we're far from it. Uh, but we <laughs> unless you like contact talking about robot dicks or, or women having tits for dicks. <laughs> dicks for tits, rather. 
or or us talking about beating up Hans Zimmer, <laughs> whichever one. True. Yeah. Then 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 we are professional. We need to, speaking of which, I'll say it on the podcast so we don't forget. Uh, we need to get reach out to that other podcast about uh, a terrible movie to force them to watch. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're we're trying to do more interviews. We we may have another interview cooking, but we don't want to jinx it. That would be a fun one to do. Um, Definitely, like uh, one of those interviews where it's like that's way out of our league. <laughs> yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, no doubt. But he's he replied to us. He seemed very nice, um, and we would love to have him on the show. And also, if you have something you want to promote. You can also email or message us on, yeah, <laughs> you know, Instagram because we would love to collaborate and promote each other and talk about what you're creating or what you're doing. You know, if it's horror adjacent, um, let's get you on the show. Yeah, our our one listener will love listening to you. Yeah, he'll be like, "Man, this shit rips." <laughs> Thank God I don't have to listen to these other two fucking assholes. They'll be like, "Man, I am so glad I went on that show." Because I just got $15 from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, we would love to promote you and uh, talk about what you got going on. So you can do that. Um, anything else? Nope. All right. Well, I need to wrap this up so I can go to goth karaoke. <laughs> Enjoy. It'll be a thing. Probably a lot of monotone singing. <laughs> It's like every karaoke is supposed to be like, it's going to be awesome. It sort of turned to Christopher Cross there for a second, <laughs> or Michael McDonald. <laughs> there was a rain back in the long ago. <laughs> All right. No well, makeup to go out and do <laughs> Anything else to add? See you later, fuckers. And remember, every day is Halloween, even though we're way past the season, so please act accordingly. Bye. Bye.